You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. Great to have you guys along heading into the weekend. On today's show, it is officially the start of the SEC baseball season. We'll talk with one of the best to do it, covering college baseball, Kendall Rogers of D1Baseball.com. We'll get his thoughts on every team in the SEC ahead of the first games this weekend. Also, we'll go around the conference as Alabama basketball coach Nate Oates gets a long-term contract extension. And Auburn football coach Brian Harson already taking public shots at Alabama. We'll tell you what he said. I'm Chris Gordy. Be sure to subscribe and follow Locked on SEC for free wherever you get your podcasts. Get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it comes out each and every day. All right, let's jump into it. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the handoff. What a catch! Around the conference. We start at Alabama as men's basketball coach Nate Oates has agreed to a contract extension through the end of the 2026-2027 season. School announced Thursday evening. Oates also received a salary increase to $3.22 million annually. Oates said, we feel like we have a lot of positive momentum going with our team and have the program headed in the right direction. Our administration is making a major statement with this extension as we all work on building a successful program for the long term. Oates currently has Alabama atop the SEC standings at 17-5 overall, 12-1 in conference play, entering Saturday's game against Vanderbilt. Crimson Tide were ranked number eight in this week's AP poll, currently projected as a two-seed in the NCAA tournament. Athletic Director Greg Burns said, we have great expectations when we hired Coach Oates, but he has exceeded those expectations and we want to ensure he is compensated among the top half of the SEC. We have put buyout measures in place to show a long-term commitment between both parties. On the football front, Florida hit the practice field on Thursday for their start of spring practice. Gators defensive lineman Zachary Carter said he wanted to get his degree and leave a legacy in Gainesville when he was asked why he came back for another year. He also said really wanted to leave his mark, leave his legacy at the program. Carter recorded 35 tackles and five sacks in 2020. Also had two breakup, pass breakups and recovered a fumble for a touchdown. Carter also announced he changed his number to number six because he wanted to have a single-digit number moving forward. Florida quarterback Emory Jones speaking with the media at the start of camp. He said he's been waiting for this opportunity to be the starting quarterback. He said, quote, it's been hard, but it's all been for a reason. I've been waiting for this time here. Emory Jones said he has has been keeping up in touch with Kyle Trask. Last year's starter, he said he FaceTimed with him on Wednesday when he was throwing with Kyle Pitts preparing for the NFL draft. One other note from Florida, their edge rusher, Jeremiah Moon, who has dealt with injury issues throughout his career with the Gators. In 2020, he missed several games with a foot injury, was only able to play in four games, recording 14 tackles in a sack, and appears he's going to need some more time to recover from the foot injury. As the Gators started practices on Thursday, it was announced he will not be participating in spring practice. But his recovery from the latest foot surgery, uh, as long as that goes well, he will be ready to play for the uh, 2021 
season later this year. Over at Auburn, just two months removed from entering his name into the NCAA transfer portal, quarterback Cord Sandberg has found a new home. Former Auburn quarterback announced Thursday he will continue his college career at Eastern Kentucky. In his three seasons at Auburn, Sandberg completed seven of nine passes for just 114 yards with two touchdowns and no picks. He also added 70 yards rushing his journey to Eastern Kentucky. It's been an interesting one as he landed at Auburn back in 2018 after spending six years in minor league baseball playing for the Philadelphia Phillies organization. Following Gus Malzahn's dismissal at Auburn and Brian Harson's hire, Sandberg left the Tigers to finish his career elsewhere. Now he's off to join former Tennessee offensive line coach Walt Wells at Eastern Kentucky. A couple of familiar names are already heading to Central Florida to join former Auburn coach Gus Malzahn's staff in Orlando. On Thursday, a former Auburn assistant was reportedly hired to coach the offensive line. Malzahn is bringing in Herb Hand as his O-line coach and coached Auburn's offensive line under Malzahn in 2016 and 2017 before heading to Texas to join Tom Herman's staff. He was hired by Charlotte this offseason, but he's going to opt to go join Gus at UCF. Auburn coach Brian Harson in media session this week made some comments that got Alabama fans up in arms a little bit. Brian Harson was talking about his brief time so far at Auburn and what it's been like. He said, quote, I've been here 55 days. I absolutely love this place. We haven't even played a game. I know we haven't done anything. We're all undefeated, but I'm very excited about being here at Auburn. Arson went on to say of Alabama, quote, you've got a team up north that's doing a great job. Well, someone has to come here and figure out a way to compete with them. I know Gus did a good job here, but things change, and that's just the nature of it. We've got to compete in all areas. One of the articles from Saturday Down South, they say it can be argued Gus Malzahn did a great job against Alabama, beating Nick Saban three times, but there is also a reason he isn't this, still the Auburn coach. Decoding Auburn can be complicated. Harson has yet to experience Toomer's corner being rolled. He knows Harvey Updike poisoned those trees, trees but to a, a lot of us outsiders, it's hard to comprehend the passion. But the, quote, team up north label for Alabama already? In a league whose followers don't let anything go unnoticed, that is juicy. Harson's Auburn could get interesting really fast. I saw a lot of Auburn fan, or, or uh, Alabama fans saying Brian Harson first off needs a geography lesson that yeah, Tuscaloosa, it's pretty far west of Auburn, Alabama. Not a whole lot north. It is somewhat north, but not a whole lot north to call them that team up north but you've got a team up north that's doing a great job look he's complimenting him but he doesn't say the name of the school yeah but all right brian harson he's gonna pick his words more wisely moving forward i think or if not and we might get even more passion going for the auburn alabama iron bowl rivalry moving forward Lastly, the uh, on Tuesday, we know that Florida announced they will not be hosting a spring game. And our buddy uh, Connor O'Gara wrote an article about it, basically saying the trickle-down effect that that's, this could have on not playing spring games. He brought up the fact in an article that, you know, by his count, there are only four SEC programs that return their full-time starting quarterback and head coach. Georgia, Mizzou, Mississippi State, and Ole Miss. 
So that means 10 SEC teams will have either a new full-time starting quarterback or a new head coach. And all those teams need time of evaluation periods and practices, and the spring game does go a long way in some of that evaluation. But uh, here's hoping that the COVID issues and all that continue to get better, and maybe we'll uh, get back to some bit of normalcy when it comes to hosting recruits on campus and playing some of these spring games, because I know a couple of Florida fans that were really bummed when they announced that uh, the Gators would not be playing their annual spring game. And that is around the conference. When we return, I'm so excited. This weekend, we are starting SEC baseball. Nobody better to talk about it with than Kendall Rogers of D1 Baseball. I told him uh, I'm going to keep him a little bit long because I I, want to get hit on every SEC team. So that's going to be the challenge. We're going to try to get a thought from Kendall Rogers on all 14 SEC baseball teams who get underway this weekend. We'll discuss with him next on Locked on SEC. Tons of SEC basketball action going on this weekend. Full slate of games all day Saturday. And let's be honest, if you want to make games a little bit more interesting for yourself, then you got to have a little dough on the action. Go to Bet Online. They are the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. We know football season is over, but you got the NBA. We got college basketball winding down. Plenty of stuff to get in on. Bet online, they even cover award shows, TV shows, reality TV, just about anything you want to bet on. They've got it. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Head on over to their website and check them out right now, betonline.ag. They have you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It is the best place to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to their website. You can do so on your mobile device, on your tablet, on your laptop, desktop, computer, whatever you got. Sign up today and you will receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use our promo code Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Use the promo code Locked On at betonline.ag. They are your online sportsbook experts. And we're covering everything you need to know about the SEC, but what about the rest of sports? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well. Locked On Today is hosted by Peter Bukowski. It's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. Real excited to talk with this guy. It is officially SEC baseball season starting today. And nobody better to get on to discuss that than the best in the business, Kendall Rogers of D1Baseball.com. Follow him on Twitter at Kendall Rogers. But more importantly, go to the website, D1Baseball.com, one of the most comprehensive college baseball websites out there. You can even subscribe for exclusive content Kendall, Aaron Fitt at D1 Baseball, he posted a pretty comprehensive SEC season preview titled The Mightiest Conference Gets Even Mightier. We're so yeah. we're so used to the SEC being loaded with talent. The conference has won six of the last 11 national championships. Uh, and now because of COVID, I mean, you bring back just about everybody from last year, including on top of that some loaded recruiting classes. In your opinion, is this going to be one of the most talent-rich seasons ever for college baseball, particularly the SEC? Yeah, I think it will be. I think we look across the country, it's, it's kind of crazy that we had, you know, the shutdown season. All of a sudden, I feel like we're in what I would consider a golden season for college baseball. When you look at the return of so many seniors, you look at the addition of so many young freshmen. 
Uh, there's going to be so much talent in college baseball. I would argue the most talented season in the history of the sport. And so uh, I think two things are going to happen with that. I think the level of play, you know, maybe not this weekend because it's going to, you know, I think a lot of, you know, teams and players will be a little rusty. But as the season goes on, I think the level of play uh, will be at an all-time level. And I think it also kind of sets the stage for, you know, uh, us to be in a situation to where, you know, you might see some surprises in the year. You know, you might look at the end of the year and see three or four mid-major teams who have a lot of seniors, and all of a sudden you look at, you look up at the end of the year and, you know, they're making a run toward the Codswell Series. I think we're definitely going to be in a situation like that because, as we know, whether it's college football, college basketball, college baseball, you know, having the presence of, of seniors is extremely important. Uh, Kendall, I'd love to hit on all 14 SEC teams, but I don't want to take up all your time, so we'll try to hit on as many as possible. Let, let's start with the cream of the crop. Your guys, uh, your preseason number one team, the Florida Gators. Uh, what do you like most about the Gators this year? Well, I think when you look at Florida overall, they're really balanced offensively. I think Judd Fabian's going to have a big-time year. He's a guy that could be very well end up being the number one uh, draft pick in the country if everything went right for him. I think when you look at these guys on the mound, uh, obviously you know, getting Tommy Mays, Jack Leftwich, you know, back. I mean, that's a huge plus. Both those guys were expected to get drafted in the top five rounds. It didn't happen. They're back. Uh, then you had Hunter Barco in the mix, a guy that could be a future first-round pick in a couple of years. And that's, that's an incredibly loaded pitching staff. So I just think when you look at Florida, uh, you know, they're deep on the mound once again. They've got a lot of balance offensively. Yeah, speaking of uh, talent rich and, and MLB draft prospects, I know uh, Vanderbilt right up there with Florida in terms of guys who are going to, uh, you know, be showcasing their talent for that next level. Vanderbilt, you guys have ranked number fourth. Of course, still technically the reigning national champions. Nobody, uh, you know, ousted them from their, their uh, championship seat last year. But I know this rotation anchored by Kumar, Kumar Rocker really is garnering a lot of hype and attention. Yeah, there's no question. You know, we talked about Fabian and potentially being the number one pick a couple of seconds ago. Uh, you look at Kumar Rocker, he's probably the, the clear-cut favorite to be the number one overall pick. You just look at what he did a couple of years ago in Omaha, uh, just an explosive fastball, hard-nosed demeanor, physical kid. Uh, then you look at his, uh, you know, fellow weekend starter in Zach Leiter, you know, Al Leiter's son. And, you know, granted, he uh, pitched really well last year. But, you know, this is a kid that still has not pitched in the SEC, so – you know, I guess if you're trying to poke holes in Vandy, you could look at uh, you know you could look at Jack Leiter and say, hey, he hasn't pitched against SEC teams yet. So we'll see how that goes. But you know, Vanderbilt are retooling a little bit offensively, but I think they're going to be pretty pretty loaded from a uh, pitching standpoint. You guys have the two Mississippi schools at number six and seven. I've seen some rankings flip those two. Do you kind of expect one of those two schools uh, is going to win the SEC West this year? No, I think so. I mean, I think when you look at both of those clubs, and you can kind of throw Arkansas in that mix as well. I think when you look at Ole Miss and Mississippi State, uh, I think they're very, very similar teams. I think you look at both of these teams, uh, you know, loaded in the week of rotation. You know, you look at Ole Miss with, you know, Derek, Derek Diamond, Doug Casey, Gunnar Hoagland, Mississippi State probably has slightly more star power, I would say, with Will Bednar, uh, Christian McLeod, and uh, Eric Sarantola. Eric Sarantola, for me, when I look at State, is, is kind of the X factor. He's a kid. That you know he he's been 95, 97 up to 98 with his fastball in the past. Uh, the secondary stuff hasn't been quite up to par, uh, but I feel like he's he's ready to finally take that step forward. So I think both those teams. The big key for me is uh, just really loaded uh, rotation. Of course, if you look on the back end of the bullpen, you know Austin Miller uh, for Ole Miss and uh, Spencer Price for Mississippi State. You know we talked about those veterans earlier. Uh, both those guys they've been around a long time in these programs. 
Uh, the, the Arkansas and LSU, they're always right up there. You mentioned Arkansas. LSU is bringing back a lot, and then I couldn't believe, you know, we see they're ranked 12th, and it's, man, they're, they're number 12 in the country, yet there's all these other SEC teams <laughs> ahead of them, and it's crazy. Uh, give me a name or two to watch on both uh, Arkansas and LSU this year. Yeah, I think for Arkansas, you know, I think keeping on Christian Franklin and uh, Robert Moore. I think Robert Moore just uh, just was just a really advanced freshman last year, uh, made a strong impression from the get-go. Uh, I think you look at Christian Franklin, you know, last year, Hester Kirsten was the top three pick in the draft, a big-time bat, big-time power. And I think Christian Franklin uh, is going to sit here and say he can be Hester Kirsten, but he's a guy that I feel like can hit for a lot of power this year and, and put up some big-time numbers. So, uh, those two guys, Arkansas take for LSU, Jaden Hill, the people remember the Shriners Classic here at Minute Maid last year. Uh, you know, he you know pitched brilliantly against Texas up to 98, big-time stuff. Uh, he, I would keep an eye on him. He moves from the back end of the bullpen to the Friday roll. We know how important that is in the SEC. Uh, and then I think you look at other guys on that team. Uh, you know, I think you look at, you know, a guy like Cade Beloso making the move from first base to left field. That's certainly an important position. But, uh, you know, he makes a move out there. And I would say, too, uh, you know, this is a team that, you know, you know, you look at so many teams around the country and they have a lot of seniors back. LSU's a team where they're relying on two true freshmen to really give them a boost offensively and Trey Morgan uh, and Dylan Cruz. I think both those guys are very advanced. But I can't tell you how many times I've seen advanced freshmen in the fall go out there in the spring in the SEC and they get a little dose of reality. So those two guys, uh, if, they, if they take off this year, I think LSU has a chance to be much better than 12th. Yeah, I just saw LSU announce they're going to be at 25% capacity. And, I mean, that's the LSU at 25% capacity. <laughs> it will be very interesting to see. I'm sure they'll be, you know, teetering on the, the border of that number. Um, South Carolina and Tennessee also have ranked in the top 20. We know the Gamecocks obviously won a couple cha- championships a decade ago. They're always solid. But it feels like it's been a number of years since Tennessee has been ranked this high. What do they have that's got folks believing in them this year? Yeah, I mean, I think South Carolina, I feel like they're very balanced offensively. Brennan Malone, I think, is going to have a big-time year for those guys. I think, you know, you look on the mound uh, with Thomas Farr and, and guys like that. I think they've got, uh, you know, plenty of pieces on the mound as well. So, you know, this is an important uh, year for Mark Kingston. You know, they, they were in a super regional a couple of years ago, but they really successful last year. Uh, I feel like when you look at the South Carolina, this is a program that's trying to kind of reestablish its identity. You know, you look at what they did and um, – you know, the World Series back in the Ray Tanner era, they just haven't they haven't been the same. I'm not saying they didn't win two straight national championships, but they just haven't been the same. So, um, you know, I'll keep an eye on those guys. I think we look at Tennessee, you know, Tony Vitello uh, has done an amazing job there. Tony's a hard-nosed guy. His team feeds off of it. And I think when you look at this offensive lineup, with Connor Pavoloni, uh, Jake Rucker, you know, Max Ferguson will be a big-time draft prospect. Uh, I think they're going to be very offensive. Uh, the question with the, with Tennessee is going to be either pitching, you know, with Chad Dallas, does you know, does um, you know, does uh, Jackson Lee move from the bullpen to the starting rotation sooner rather than later? Uh, so that would be the question mark for me when it comes to UT. You guys already know that Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar out there. They got a really cool deal going on right now. They're having a flash sale on one of their newest flavors, the Coconut Puff Bar, luscious chocolate, soft marshmallow made with premium collagen protein blend, 16 grams of protein packed in there, only 130 calories, only 6 grams of sugar. It is gluten-free, preservative-free, and it is available only for a limited time right now, a one-day sale 
Order right now at BuiltBar.com. BuiltBar.com. Go check out the exclusive flash sale for the Coconut Puff Bar. It is luscious chocolate, soft marshmallow, and loaded with protein. Again, limited time offer at BuiltBar.com. Make sure you put in that promo code Locked On for any other orders that you might check out at BuiltBar.com. A betting on the SEC does not have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks and quick hitting advice to make the smartest possible wagers. Subscribe to Locked On Bets, brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. Continuing our conversation with Kendall Rogers as the SEC baseball season, all college baseball season, gets underway this weekend. But uh, particularly, we are invested in the SEC, best of the best. The uh, rich get richer, as uh, Aaron Fitt described it in his uh, comprehensive breakdown at D1Baseball.com. The mightiest conference gets even mightier. Uh, Kendall, the remaining teams we haven't touched on in the West, Auburn, Bama, Texas A&M, any thought on any of those teams that maybe could surprise some people this year? Yeah, I mean, I think we, Auburn and Alabama, I think the two guys for me to really keep an eye on, they're both Friday starters. Connor Prelip at uh, Alabama, the left-hander. Uh, he was off to an amazing start last year. He's a kid that could very well be the number one pick in the draft uh, here in a couple of years. You know, Richard Fitz for Auburn, their Friday guy. Uh, he was uh, electric in the fall up to 97-98 with his fastball, big-time secondary stuff. Uh, he's got a shot to be a top 10, top 12 pick in this year's draft. So those, those two guys are the keys for Auburn, Alabama. You know, A&M's a really interesting team to me. I'm honestly not real sure what to expect from the Aggies. The question mark for me with A&M is, uh, is you know, on the mound with Bryce Miller moving from the bullpen to the weekend rotation, Dustin Sines uh, and Jonathan Childers, both left-handers, uh, who have, you know, unbridled potential but just haven't shown it yet. Uh, A&M is one of those teams that, even though I have questions about the pitching, like I kind of feel like I'm, I kind of feel like it's weird for me to question whether or not Rob Childers is going to have a good <laughs> pitching staff because A&M has a good pitching staff every year. So if those guys pan out like they usually do, I think a can have a really good year. But as it stands, I mean, they could be a good team and still finish 10th or 11th in the league. Yeah, I feel like the the minute A and M stepped into the SEC, they fit right in, and particularly in baseball, they've been very good uh, ever since joining the conference. Uh, what about the three teams we didn't hit on in the East? Georgia, Kentucky, Mizzou. Any of those che- teams have a chance at perhaps postseason hopes? Yeah, I mean Georgia would be the team out of that group for me. Uh, I think when you look at Georgia, you know the return of Ryan Webb on the mound, uh, Jonathan Cannon on, on the mound. Both those guys are premier arms, especially Cannon. I mean, uh, you know, we talked about. The, the power arms in this league, you know, Cannon's up to 95, 96 with electric stuff. So those two guys have a big year. Uh, they could, you know, they could make a lot of uh, leeway in this conference. You know, I think, I think there's a drop off after Georgia, uh, but you know, I would say Kentucky and Missouri have some intriguing players. You look at Missouri with Chad McDaniel behind the plate of uh, Kentucky with uh, Ryan Ritter, a junior college transfer in the infield. Uh, and then a Roger new, another talented position player, uh, Kentucky's issue is definitely not position players. They've got those pieces. Uh, they have a lot to prove on the mound uh, with Mason Hazel, with Jimmy Ramsey and company. All right, Kendall, let's get into just a little bit of a preview of this weekend. So far, here's what we know. Uh, LSU baseball, they're now going to play just Air Force on Saturday and Sunday. Notre Dame will not make the trip to Baton Rouge, uh, and LSU won't play on Friday anymore. They'll start on Saturday and Sunday, and then they'll play Louisiana Tech on Monday. Kentucky, their season opening series against North Carolina, that was already canceled days ago due to COVID issues. And now Vanderbilt 
is pushing back their opening day matchup with Wright State, kind of having to deal with yeah. weather issues. So that's the latest of what we know at the time of this recording. <laughs> but what are you looking forward to most? I know Florida's playing Miami. That's going to be a really big one. But uh, what what SEC matchups are you looking to mo- forward to most this weekend? Well, I think the big one for me this weekend is, I mean, assuming it gets played, is, is the Global Life Tournament. You're looking at, uh, you know, six top ten teams uh, in that tournament with Texas Tech, TCU, and Texas on one side of the bracket, and then you look at the Mississippi State, Arkansas, and Ole Miss. I mean, that's the, that, that's the number one matchup. Uh, outside of that, though, uh, I've got my eye on uh, Florida and Miami this weekend up in Gainesville. Uh, you know, Florida's opening a $65 million ballpark. I think when you look at the Gators, we talked about them, but, you know, Miami is a national contender. They've got a lot to prove on the mound right now. I'll tell you what, they middle that lineup for the Canes with uh, Adrian Del Castillo, who will be a top five, top six pick in the draft. Uh, another power hitter, Alex Terrell. Uh, I mean, they can hit with anybody. The question is, uh, can you know Miami pitch with Florida? So uh, I'm intrigued to see how things shake out this weekend. I, I can't wait. I know. I know it's been a long week for all of us uh, here in Texas, but uh, I can't wait to see some baseball. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun just to have uh, college baseball back. And you know, we feel like we got cheated last year, Kendall, with just the season. <laughs> no I, I mean, like as as soon as teams were catching momentum, everything uh, just collapses around the sports world. But uh, let our listeners know d1baseball.com. I've been going to the website. Shoot, back when uh, it was just like text, you would just go to it and just get scores of what's going on around the country. But uh, let our listeners know what you guys have up there because it's you guys do an awesome awesome job there no i appreciate it. you know we got a lot out there right now you know obviously our season preview content you can catch up with all the conferences we put out our top 350 prospects for the draft and for college baseball this year and we've also got our projected field of 64 out today so uh you can say it's a very content heavy day at d1 baseball and that just tells us it's uh, time to play some baseball so can't wait it's exciting kendall i know you're very busy man really appreciate you taking the time and uh, we'll do this again real soon you got it, Chris. Be safe, bud. Thanks, man. Kendall Rogers there of D1Baseball.com does an awesome job. And uh, those guys, uh, again, if you if you got it in you, go check them out and uh, subscribe. Uh, you know, they've got free content on there. You know, obviously you can check the scores and things like that. But if you subscribe to the uh, – um, you know, the, the subscription service, you'll definitely get way more than you're uh, – probably way more than you're looking for in terms of just content for uh, all the uh, college baseball teams out there, but particularly some really good SEC stuff as well. Like I said, Aaron Fitt, another guy who's been uh, covering baseball for a long time, and he's got the uh, SEC season preview up there. The mightiest conference gets even mightier. Really cool stuff, D1Baseball.com. All right, that is just about going to do it for this edition of Locked on SEC. Appreciate you guys for listening and subscribing. We'll be back on Monday. We'll recap the weekend that was in SEC basketball. We only got a couple more games remaining. Teams fighting for positioning for the NCAA tournament. And we'll recap uh, big takeaways from the first weekend of SEC baseball as well. And I'm sure we'll have some football nuggets as well as – Transfer portal continues to be active. New coaches getting hired at some of these other schools, uh, assistant coaches and all that. So we'll bring you all that coming up Monday morning. We'll talk to you guys then.